We enjoy conversations with our psychologist friend, Mike Mayer, and he's on the phone with us right now to talk about something that in the many years that we've done this, I don't think we've ever looked at awe. Right, Dr. Mayer? That's right. So awe, A-W-E. I like, uh, I like the idea of tackling this, even though I think people sometimes overuse awe when they talk about awesome, but maybe a little awe in our life is something we should, we should have. And sometimes awesome is really a, to the individual. It may be awesome, and to us it's like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> that could be also. It's yeah. the perspective. So help us understand awe and, in our lives. Well, this came uh, from an article uh, by Carlin Flora, a social writer based in New York. And so I'm going to try to give these comments and make them, make them worthwhile to us. The author starts off by stating that learning about the universe and our place in it is one of the most mind-blowing experiences of, a ch- of childhood. But few children go on to explore nature's greatest mysteries. I like the definition of it. Always defined by a team of University of Pennsylvania researchers as the emotion of self-transcendence, a feeling of admiration and elevation in the face of something greater than the self. Mm-hmm. So it, it's above us. And recent research shows that, the, that the, in the wake of this marvel, people feel more connected to their social group and motivated to act for the greater good. So wonder pulls us together, a counterforce to all that seems to be tearing us apart. But, you know, this all can come to us in many ways. Paul Piff, an assistant professor of psychology at the University of California, Irvine, points to funny videos of babies riding through tunnels for the first time, hmm. their faces twisting into surprise and wonder. Paul Piff recalls an early magnificent moment at age 11 when he was on a safari with his family and experienced in a national park thousands of wildebeest charging, charging toward them. I'm sure that would bring some awe, <laughs> awe <laughs> as well other, as being scared. Some other feelings, but yeah, awe, that would be an awe-inspiring. Marilei, a clinical psychologist, sees awe as a cousin to appreciation and gratitude and links these to the experiences often found in places of worship where architecture, music, and prayer conspire to draw attendees outside of themselves. Hmm. Nature of course, is also a frequent awe generator. And Richard Love, a journalist, has come to think that the immune system boost improved cognitive functioning, such as increased attention span and other other good consequences of being in the great outdoors, are all elements of this one essential gift of awe, which is feeling truly alive. I think that's part of it. Mm-hmm. when you look at things. So the link between exposure to nature and well-being is strong. So urbanites are more likely to be anxious and depressed. City dwellers who visit nature or rich environments see an immediate reduction in the stress hormones. So all can help stress. And according to a study by David Pearson and Tony Craig, they state that greater attention span and less mental fatigue are found after people just watch films or view photographs of natural scenes. <laughs> as long as the key elements of being away and fascination are present, such as monasteries, museums, art galleries, and urban scenes containing water. Huh, Isn't right. that interesting? Uh-huh. Yeah. Take note, rumination, which we do, or mulling over worries is 
the biggest predictor of depression and anxiety, according to a large-scale British study in 2013. Awe is the opposite of rumination. Awe clears away inner turmoil with a wave of outer immensity. Yeah, it takes it outside of yourself. It does, yeah. which is the whole part. Whether it's a sunset with colors more vivid than you've ever seen or a rapidly expanding sense of love felt when staring into another's eyes, being in awe is losing yourself in something or someone else. So the anxious person sends that it is all about me and I must confront my situation disappears with awe. Mm. Isn't that interesting? I, How that yeah, little like that. piece can make a difference in people's life. Yep. And uh. so therapy, he, uh, there is a difference. Um, uh, Daniel Smith, an author of a book on anxiety, sees chasing awe as complementary to psychotherapy because therapy is, is about finding new perspectives and forming new habits. All leaves us speechless and gets us out of our anxious moments. And again, that is so important. And, you know, this other part, how awestruck are we? So here are five ways you can see if you're awestruck. Okay, I'm ready to take the test. Do you often feel awe? In other words, you often have those experiences. Uh, Do you see beauty all around you? Yeah, yeah. Do you feel wonder almost every day? Some type of wonder. I'll have to think about that for a while. I hope so. Yeah, I think so. Do you so. often look for patterns in the objects around you? Uh-huh. I did. Uh, yeah. Do you have many opportunities to see the beauty of nature? Mm. Of course, you know, that can be just a beautiful yeah. day. Some days are better than others on if that, but yeah. we notice, that's it. Yeah. And do you seek out experiences that challenge your understanding of the world? Hmm. That was, uh, mm. this was by Paul Piff also. That was kind of a little questionnaire that he asked. Mm-hmm. And if you score those one to five and you got 30, you're awestruck. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the main thing, David, is do we allow ourselves the time and opportunity to be awestruck? Mm-hmm. Because it does benefit us emotionally, spiritually, physically, and intellectually. 